Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hey, everybody. We got Sunday Night Football on a rough slate today of games. I mean, it's rough. <laughs> That's all I can say about how today went uh, for me, fantasy-wise, and with uh, some of the picks. Honestly, I thought the Colts could be competitive, but... I was not seeing a Jonathan Taylor five five touchdown game performance. Oh my goodness! Oh, like man, you you can't you can't you can't you can't make this up uh, about how dysfunctional today was in terms of the games. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs uh, Cowboys game completely sputtered. Uh, the the Bengals eventually blow out the Raiders while actually looking terrible at the same time. It, it's incredible. Like everyone's going to get thrown off by that Bengal score, a store, a score line without recognizing how poorly, uh, the Bengals played, uh, it just a bunch of weird games throughout. I mean, not a ton of action in the early games, except for the green Bay, Minnesota game, which I thought could shoot out, but, you know, it was the only game that shot out. Like, the, literally, if you look across the, the the games, it was the only game. So if you did not concentrate on the <laughs> the, the Vikings-Packers game or uh, Philly, uh, uh, Philly specifically with Jalen Hurts because he ran for a couple of touchdowns that he didn't really get that many players involved, or play Jonathan Taylor. Like, I'm telling you, this was such a frustrating slate because trying to stack and correlate, you did not make money. Like, I'm, this is just, this is a rough, rough day. Uh, I, I, that's all I can say about it. It's a rough day. You know, you, you just try to dust yourself off and you move on to the nighttime uh, slate because, I mean, this, this is about as bad as it gets. This is about as bad as it gets in terms of an absolute beatdown. Because the winning lineups, in terms of fantasy, involved a t- Tyler Huntley at 4,100 scoring 11 points for Billy Baker winning. Uh, um, or playing Kirk Cousins. Uh, oh, my goodness. Like, this is just... This is rough. Like I'm not gonna lie. This there there were losses, and then there were just like the losses where you just you look at the lineups you lost to, and you just say to yourself, "How the how the hell did I lose? How the hell did I lose to this lineup?" It's just oh. Anyway, moving on, moving on, turning the page. <laughs> Chargers, Steelers, forty-seven and a half total. Chargers favored by six. Steelers, multiple guys out on defense due to illness. The play should be Justin Herbert. The problem with the this game is you need to get pieces together. And 
there aren't that many cheap options to go to. But one thing I'm I'm telling you point blank, and I've said this multiple times, I don't care about Ben Roethlisberger being in or out of the lineup. I'm telling you now, I'm fading Ben Roethlisberger no matter what. The issue we have here in terms of this game is we have Deontay Johnson back in the fold for the Steelers to go along with Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson should be in play, in my opinion, uh, in terms of builds. The question is, you know, we still don't know who is going to be stepping in for Juju Smith-Schuster being out. Because Deontay was injured, and so it was kind of Claypool and a bunch of other dudes, and most uh, primary beneficiary was James Washington. He's at 4,800. I don't really like James Washington at this price tag. And the other alternative would be Ray Ray McLeod, who did get a bump up last game in terms of playing time. But even at 3,400, I'm not as sold on that. To me, I kind of feel as though I'm going to be very limited in terms of what I'm playing out of the Steelers side of things. And if I'm playing Steelers, I'm just going to pay up to get Deontay Johnson and live with it. I, I don't necessarily like playing around with uh, some of these cheap Steelers. Like, uh, you can go Pat Freer move, but I don't think he's going to get that that ton of volume uh, against the Chargers at 5,400. So, to me, if I'm building the lineup, I'm taking Herbert. I'm probably playing. Uh, I'm probably playing Keenan Allen and Mike Williams together, and hope that I can make it work. Where I take Austin Eckler and probably take a cheap receiver on the Charger side, like a Donald Parham or a Josh Palmer. Parham's twenty four hundred. Palmer sixteen hundred, and make it work that way, and then throw in a cheap piece with the Steelers after that. Because to me, trying to play the Steelers uh, straight up with uh, multiple steel, I, I the math just doesn't work. And to me, there's nothing about uh, Big Ben tonight that gives me any sense of confidence that he can actually move the ball. Because he can't throw uh, down the field. It, it, it's very limited. So it's in terms of how this team is going to progress. I have to look at this from the standpoint of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit of a recalibration, if you will, by just limiting our exposure on the Steelers to a certain set of players because if you run the big numbers across the board, the Steelers just don't hit that often in terms of the builds. It just doesn't really work uh, in terms of what uh, we're going to be looking for in terms of a winning lineup. Because the problem is, and again, Big Ben can't throw the ball down the field. So it just limits all the stuff that the Steelers realistically are capable of doing, just being perfectly honest. Uh, because there's just not that many viable options in terms of uh, plays that you can go to. Uh, you know, there aren't 
like these teams don't really use really cheap uh players like uh, there's like there's no like pump plays for 1k or uh you know 200 like Co- like Cody White like I'm telling you it's like out outside of Josh Palmer like I can't find anyone that would be even remotely considered playable tonight it's just it's just not a workable arrangement in my opinion and trying to squeeze in Big Ben is just it's a fool's it's a fool's errand in my opinion so to me you know I'm I know some folks might even want to look at like a Steven Anderson. Uh, I wouldn't even go down that road. I, I think you can make it work with. Uh, I think you can probably make it work with Parham. Uh, you can look at. Uh, uh, you can look. Uh, you can look at, uh, like I said, Palmer and Parham. But I, I can't even go lower than that. They're just. There's just not that much volume in wor- worthwhile players, and you know I don't I don't see any value. I I don't see any value plays on this slate. Even Jalen Guyton, it's kind of to me it's it's an unnecessary risk in my opinion, uh, going down that road. I, I just I don't necessarily see a ton of value in that play. It th- that's just me personally. Um, you know, even like the Jared Cook exposure, I don't think Jared Cook gets a nearly enough volume in that offense. Like you're, you're just hoping and praying for a touchdown if you're playing Jared Cook. And to me, I, I don't really feel all that uh, geeked up to uh, go down that road. So to me, this again comes down to just. You know, if we're limiting uh, these trees of where you're going, it really just kind of comes down to a matter of, you know, how many how many outlets are you, you going to get to? Um, because you can still get, uh, you can still probably get, and oh, the other guy I would say I'm probably crossing out is Justin Jackson too. Uh, the backup running back. I, I don't think the Chargers haven't really blown people out yet, so I can't feel confident saying that uh, it's going to be a complete blowout. But you know, it's not. It's not one where I, I'm. I'm going to say it's impossible. I just, I just haven't seen builds uh, thus far that I've worked on that gave me any real. Uh, set of confidence that uh we're it, it's come across the finish line so I, i'm not i'm not going there I, i'm just not gonna do it that way i think i'm gonna stick with you know herbert captain play williams and allen together uh see what i like coming out from the Najee uh run back builds versus the deontay johnson builds and kind of work with that um because, yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing, yep, I'm seeing a Parham lineup that has Jalen Guyton and all the all the pieces I'm talking about here that 
I think could be viable because you can still get the dump offs and be viable that way. Freer move. Yeah. Like there 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 were there were plays that I'm seeing with this build and just living with it versus trying to get cute and find a way where the Steelers are realistically in play here. I, I don't see the Steelers being in play here tonight. It's just it just seems very limited for me. So that's where I'm going. Uh, not too many, not too many pump plays. Play, uh, I'll play a lot of Herbert. Uh, mix in some Keenan Allen and Mike Williams uh, in the captain. I'll be lighter on Eckler. So if Eckler goes off it, it, and ends up in the captain uh, winner, I'll probably get burned with Eckler tonight. But I think he's probably going to be the odd man out of because uh, if I'm only really doing about twenty lineups. Uh, I don't want to spread myself that thin, but um, yeah, pretty straightforward to slate tonight. Uh, in terms of uh, this one, I I look at this. The Chargers kind of grounded out. I think we get pretty close to the total, so I don't really have a true lean on the over under. I think it probably comes in just a little bit under. Like it probably comes in around forty six points, so you probably get like a twenty. Uh, uh, like a 27-17 game, to be honest. So, again, you can bet the under, but I don't... I I think it's certainly possible that Steelers uh, get, yeah, can get to 20. Um, it, the pre- projection is for the Chargers uh, to be... Uh, to hit 27. The Steelers not necessarily expected to hit 20, uh, but... You know, it could happen, so I'm not going to go crazy over it. But, yeah, that's my that's my lean tonight. Uh, I'm I'm definitely not going Steelers in the captain. I just don't think it's worthwhile. You know, unless it's like maybe Deontay, if he gets a ton of volume but doesn't get in the end zone but just catches a bunch of short little pass plays. Same thing for Najee. If uh, Big Ben just keeps peppering them, and the Chargers give up underneath, and they don't get in the end zone that often. Maybe that's how it gets to the winner, but I, I, I don't think it's worthwhile kind of forcing it that way. So uh, that's where I'm going. So going to keep it straightforward, get out of here, let you guys digest it, move forward. Good luck tonight. And, yeah, it, it was a rough beat today, but, you know, we, we bounce back stronger from it. So, uh, oh, and for the primetime slate, uh, I'm actually leaning towards the Giants. Yes, I know. I said it. I'm leaning towards the Giants if I'm playing the primetime slate. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, we can play some of uh, the Chargers pieces, but the Giants pieces on the primetime slate, you got Kadarius Tony at 4,400. You got Kenny Galladay at 4,800. The Giants are so cheap that with Tampa going up, the Giants in the comeback script try to throw for first downs and touchdowns. They are so cheap that I think it's viable stacking the Giants even though I think Tampa covers that game. But that's for the primetime slate uh, in terms of the build of construction. So just something to think about. You know, y'all are free to do uh, what you, you feel is best, but I, I'm just giving my thoughts on the situation. So best of luck, everyone. And until next time, have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. 
Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. 